Hey everybody, welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I am Brian, and today we are joined by Cesar Alberto. We recorded it on the Zoom app, and uh, now we're putting it straight to YouTube and our podcasts and all that good stuff. So if you're watching it on YouTube, please click the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, like and share the video, and uh, you know, join this movement. The Libertarian Movement. Uh, so find your local affiliate, join your state party, join nationally. At all the groovy places you can do it, I'll have it listed in the link below. And uh, so I hope you enjoyed the interview with Caesar Albert. Hey everybody, welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I am Brian. Dean. And we're joined today by Caesar Alberto. He was the first individual to run for Roanoke City Council or first libertarian, yes, and to run for Roanoke City Council here in the great city of uh, Roanoke, here in the state of Virginia. So uh, how are you doing today, Caesar? I'm doing good. What about you guys? Good. So what we're oh. going to focus on today is I just want to talk about your run. First, thank you very much for running. I think you did a terrific job considering thank you. the pandemic and all those things that you had thrown in your way. You only had so much you could do. Um, but I think it is a good learning experience for any future races or anything to that nature. We should be good at going, you know, good. We should be in a better place, I should say. So what we'll do is I've got several questions. Like I said, let me know what, uh, if you want to add anything to it, please go for it. Um, all right. So I tallied up how many votes was given to the president for vice or uh, presidency for write-ins and so forth, there was 43,323 voted in the city of Roanoke. Now, of course, with the city election, those individuals was able to pick three people and you collected 3,900 of those votes. Um, how did that make you feel? I mean, so if you look at the numbers of how much I spent compared to everyone else, so the winner Trish White Boyd, she spent about $45,000 for 25,000 votes. And if you like, it's about $2 per vote. I spent under $1,500 for almost 4,000 votes. So like my average uh, vote to dollar ratio was about two votes per dollar instead of $2 per vote. I am super proud about it, if I'm being honest. I, I just felt uncomfortable fundraising during a pandemic. So most of the money was, <clears throat> a lot of the seed money was mine and then just I got a lot of help from uh, Libertarian Party, like uh, advocacy. And yeah, I'm just super proud of the work I was able to do with right. the tools I had at the time. By chance, were you able, do you know how many people voted out of that 43,000, voted all three candidates or do they give you a breakdown of like, no. okay, I was just curious because. Of like, of like, no. I understand what you're saying. No, no. Because <laughs> right. to me, that would be really interesting to know how yeah. how, how many people said, all right, I'm going to skip voting for three people. I'm only going to vote for one or only vote for two, yeah. whatever the case might be. So what did you think about running? Uh, it was uh, it was not what I thought it was going to be, but it was everything it was supposed to be, I guess, you know, like. I, I started running three months before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'll be honest with all of you, if someone would have told me, hey, there's a global pandemic on the web, and I'm like, well, maybe let's wait for next year. Right. You know, but just 
yeah, no, it's a, uh, it was a good time. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Do you realize yeah. in the district of Darlisle, or yeah, I guess it's how it said that you were not the, you were uh, not last place in, in that district, that you were actually above the bottom on that district and actually uh, over 5.29% of the vote went to you. Um, wow. Um, you know, it, it's good to know that you made, you made inroads that others could not make, you know, running for, running for office. As I started to find out in 2019, and I'll find out heavily again this year coming up, is is a rough time. But you're spreading the message of liber- libertarianism across the across Roanoke, which was good. Your name's there. You know, this is to me. You ran an excellent campaign based on what you had, the situations you had thrown at you at the last minute. Uh, and Brian, <laughs> I mean, you two kicked it out of the park when it comes to what you were thrown. Um, in my my biggest opinion, and, and and it goes to Brian too for being campaign manager uh, of of uh, Caesar to say that y'all both did an amazing job and did what you could with what you had. I mean, you didn't have, you couldn't do anything more about with, with the pandemic issue. You know, you, you got things thrown in your face at the last minute that the other candidates really didn't have thrown in their face yeah. when it comes to the COVID issue. And you know, you did what you could with what you had, and you did a great job. And I'm sure people will, you know, almost four, 3,900 votes, a lot of votes uh, for any candidate. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of earned votes, and that's earned votes. I can guarantee you that. So uh, congratulations on that. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. What came up that surprised you besides the pandemic? You can't say that because obviously that threw everybody a curveball. Was there anything when you ran where you went, that you got thrown, did you got a thrown uh, curveball besides the pandemic? Uh, honestly, it was, so far as, like, I guess competition and stuff goes, and, like, uh, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, just um, your typical stuff of just, like, having opponents, I guess, taking your platform ideas. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it, you know? I'm completely fine with it. I the whole point was to get people talking about myself because, like, as a first time person, I wasn't first time candidate. I wasn't expecting to win. You know, I wasn't. I I I was hoping to get more than what I got, but I'm happy with what I got. You know, like, it, yeah, I lost my train of thought mid sentence. I'm so sorry. We were, we were speaking about what anything surprised you. Uh, oh yeah, just the yeah yeah. I was talking about the the platform issues. Um yeah the. Just the fact that, like, I had a couple candidates taking, for example, the short-term rental regulations straight out of my platform and incorporating it into theirs and stuff. And just, yeah, I, that was kind of really upsetting, but I was just happy, I guess, that it was spoken of. Right. Yeah, politically, they're going to go after, uh, if they think it's going to benefit them, to, it's, they're going to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. It's just known, you know, you, the libertarians have great ideas, just as a whole. Um, LBGTQ rights uh, were more Second Amendment heavy than the Republicans to, you know, just marijuana. I mean, all those, all those right there are things that libertarians pretty much started and the other two parties have stolen. And, and they will continue to do so because they have no... They have no moral 
to yeah. you know, not take and I'm, it. I, and if I'm being honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it just because it's it, – It spreads your message. It, it, yeah, exactly. You know, and it benefits me at the end because I got more people talking about what I wanted to talk about, you know. And, I mean, so far as the people that won the election, it's <laughs> – my ideas didn't align with anybody that won not even in the closest sense, but I mean, Hey, it's, there's always 2022, right? And they funded, they funded the state parties funded the crap out of them. You know, what are you going to do? You know, you got yeah. well, not even that, like you had like, I don't want to speak about other people's financial situations, but one of the winners was he's the publisher of like a big magazine. So like, he had money to spend. Another one was the owner of a in-home healthcare agency. So, they had money, you know, and then the other one was a retired uh, uh, city employee. And we know how much city employees are paid once they climb up the, you know, Between, I've seen yeah. the $50,000 yeah, 50, a year assistant jobs at the city of Roanoke. But I mean, we're not ready to talk about that. Were you disappointed? Because let me just give this as an example. Back in uh, when I first started with the Libertarian Party, uh, I came from the Republican Party. And in turn, I became very disappointed when I actually, when we ran the election and I saw how they treated me or treated us. Now we're not friends. We were, uh, you know, we're the opposite team. So yeah, absolutely. You with the candidates, were, did you, or did you have any friendly relationships where you're like, I don't even know if that makes sense. Like you were like, hey, we were buddies. Now we're. Now you're talking, you know, you're cutting my throat. A little bit, yeah. So I don't want to name anyone's names because I want to, we're talking about Caesar today. We're not talking about right, yeah, the yeah, other, yeah. you know, individuals. But like, yeah, I had a couple of candidates. For example, one um, didn't tell me he was a candidate. They didn't tell me they were a candidate running for city council. We had a whole meeting at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of, uh, the election season in January. And then at the end of the meeting, after I disclose everything, you know, my plans or whatever, me assuming that he wants to help out with the campaign and volunteer. No, at the end, oh, for full disclosure, I, I'm a candidate that's running against you. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks for letting me know at the end of the meeting. And then that just divulged into like a whole lot of shady stuff coming, especially from the Republican party here in Roanoke. Uh, just like, for example, their sample ballot they purposely crossed my name out of their sample ballot with their circle. And like, I'm okay, you know, it's the business we live in and stuff, but like, are you trying to spread the ideas of the second amendment of personal liberty, of personal responsibility, of fiscal responsibility, or are you just trying to push the GOP, the, well, not, it's not even a GOP anymore. It's the Trump party just trying to push the Trump message out. You right. know, like, what are you, what are you trying to do here? You know? And I, I expected myself, I, I really expected to, I didn't want to call it necessarily an allyship or an aligning myself with the Republican party. But if anyone was, if we were going to help anyone out, it would have been the Republican party and they would have helped each other out. But just with the sheer amount of ignorant, like, and just uh, racism that's prevalent in the specifically the Roanoke city GOP. Uh, and I'll call it out for what it is. It's blatant racism. Uh, I have proof of it. I'll show you, you know, like, from them choosing anywhere in the city to have a rally, they choose to have a rally at Robert E. Lee Plaza. They could have had it in front of City Hall. They could have had it in front of the courthouse, in front of the police department, in front of anywhere in town on the Roanoke Star, the Mill Mountain Star, anywhere. But you chose Robert E. Lee Plaza. Protests are about messaging and stuff, and messaging and getting your 
your views across and it's obvious that what their views were right so i just I, couldn't i couldn't align myself with that at all and and i will say that you know i had taken up procedure a few times i mean there was they were unlike the democrats who were not going after seizure heavily you know they're not they weren't going jamming down that throat they the republicans and the gop and, and roanoke city which doesn't surprise me because you you and i both know some of them uh brian who they are it, it doesn't surprise me the tactics they went to to try to um attack caesar it really doesn't and and you know i try to to make friends where you can make friends, but there's some people that just can't be friendly, if you know what I'm saying. It's just, they, you try to, you know, work with them on the on the subject matter, right, that we agree on. We try to work with the Republicans. As a libertarian, you try to talk to Republicans, Second Amendment, you know, fiscal responsibility, which they don't have anymore. Um, things like that, but- Never had. <laughs> then you look at certain individuals and that are within that party or just basically stab the throat, stab you in the throat, cut, cut your neck mm -hmm. off. Don't want to, don't want to hear you. They'll say one thing to your face. They'll probably come to your meetings and uh, grab members, and it's just not. It's, it's the GOP. Um, certain individuals in GOP in Roanoke. That's just a problem we have. And quite frankly, they didn't win either. So they should they should be ashamed of themselves for not for not lining up more with with uh, Caesar. They should be ashamed of of uh, that because if they would have went and said okay, would have appealed to a libertarian, say appeal to um, the voters that voted for Caesar to vote for the Republicans too, okay, what, what would that have done? You know, their voters voted for all three, so then you know people would be more likely to vote with a Republican, a Republican maybe that voted for Caesar, and then they may have actually got a seat. For sure, Peg government. would have won. Like yeah, for sure, Peg yeah. would have won for sure, for sure. Like I, I don't want to name any names, but since she did come in fourth, the difference between the fourth and the third person's votes were so small that those three thousand nine hundred votes, or even if, even if maybe a thousand five hundred Republicans voted for me, those still two thousand votes could have made Peg the third person. You know, and that would have made a Republican in. in not that I, not that I even think that Peg is a Republican, or that I think the other candidate is a Republican. I just. It would have benefited them, and it would have benefited me too. But I mean, I I couldn't it do it just for, with the whole post about like segregation, desegregation should not have been forced, even though they were government schools that were forcing segregation. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I couldn't align myself with them, and I don't think I can ever align myself with them. Agreed. All right. So having that, this is this will be off topic, somewhat of a political thing. But emotionally, you get hammered for, from all uh, sides on Facebook, probably through email. What did you do emotionally to make sure that you stayed level and not? Because when you go into a fight, and let's say this, that's what this is. Pol politics is a fight for your ideas to make sure it gets to the top. But you don't want to get angry. So you got to make sure you maintain your cool. You shouldn't get angry. You should use it properly, I should say. You yeah, should yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you do to, to keep your emotions level? Because that's one thing that look, I look at. Because, look, even if I don't agree with our mayor or anyone on city council, 
well, if I don't like it, I should run. But what people do, well, hey, you're an idiot. You're stupid. They don't even look at your idea. So what did you do emotionally? Or, or try yeah, to keep um, balance? So I grew up in Miami. Um, yeah, it, this was honestly, compared to running for office in Miami, this was a walk in the park as far as that goes. Um, it, it's just like... I worked at a Starbucks in like a really, really, really high end neighborhood next to like a mall with like a Saks Avenue, Neiman Marcus, like, you know, super high end, high maintenance customers. Like the amount of uh, torture that I would receive and like emotional uh, torture I would receive uh, from customers in one day was nothing compared, like that's more than what I received this entire campaign season, if I'm being honest. I, yeah. It, more so me just seeing stuff with like other candidates putting stuff up and then me responding and then just like laughing it off is the way I do it man you just gotta laugh sometimes and it's not as mean as I thought it would be and it I don't maybe it's just because Virginia is nicer than South Florida and I'm just used to meanness and I, I'm not gonna lie I can be a bit of a jackass sometimes myself uh, and I have to catch myself a little bit but no, I, I felt like it was, it was okay for me, at least emotionally. I, I didn't really have any problems with that or, I just yeah, it was, it was totally fine, man. I just didn't know. So, uh, that aspect, emotionally, um, you can get caught up. So where, what was something that was really, that really stuck to, got to you? Like, cause I know there was a few, there's, there was a few little things that got to me. And there's people that have come after me to this day with things I post on on uh, Facebook, you know. Because when yeah. you step into politics, you have people that are going to blast you all over, you know. Yeah, absolutely. The COVID mask thing that I, you know, because I, I support wearing a mask. Um, Same, absolutely. Personal responsibility. But and you can see what they do to me. So, I mean, one of my friends even posted on their thing. This is why it'll never end. But anyway, was there something that really, like, gotten the biggest, what was the biggest thing that got on your skin? Uh, was there one was there one any was there anything that really just I mean so the one thing I guess I already talked about it but it was the the whole segregation post it was a quote from Malcolm X just basically talking about um, oh wait I just remember I'm so sorry it just came to my mind there's a, a, a shadow Facebook it's definitely a Republican page but a shadow Facebook page appeared called shine the light or shine a light and it was to show transparency for city council and they like called out councilmen like they called out uh, candidates uh, for city council that were running that didn't show up to the back of the blue rally at Robert E. Lee Plaza and it just, just appeared on my feet and I was like oh this is interesting let me see what this is and then I read it and then I just like oh okay so, and it was just, it turned into a whole thing about me just like, I keep receipts. I don't know if you know what the Zoomer term receipts mean, but I screenshot everything. I'm running out of space on my phone because of everything I've screenshotted. I just showed the receipts. How am I going to show up to a, a rally supporting the blue, but it's not supporting the blue. It's supporting your backwards Confederate ideals, supporting your traitors, but not uh, honoring your victims. You know, so it just, uh, and then with receipts and stuff, that was pretty much the only thing. I don't really let things get under my skin I would say I I'm pretty good at I would think I think at separating it I may look like yeah I don't yeah that was pretty much the and then I've had a lot of people also reaching out and like 
always oh god because my name is latino i guess i don't know what they what people assume but um oh dean is gone well what i was saying was uh i don't know what people assume with my latino name but uh apparently i wanted to bring every jose julio and jorge over from latin america so every other question i got about 50 percent of the questions i received was do you believe in making Roanoke an uh, illegal immigration sanctuary city? And I just like, wh what power do you think we have as a city councilman to, to impose anything like that? Like, did you ask Stephanie Moon this or did you ask any other candidate this? No, you just asked me this. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's interesting. You know, and that, that was pretty much the only thing that I was like, it's going to be annoying. But I don't really let stuff get under my skin. Right. If you see Dean come back up by chance by overlook him, uh, let me know and I'll bring him back into the room um all right let's see another question that i had written down with the run because now you were focusing in more on your ideas or what a libertarian idea would be do you think it strengthened or your weakened your your stance on being a libertarian by any stretch definitely strengthened definitely strengthened my age. so i'm it's definitely strengthened my positions as a libertarian uh there are some stuff where i feel like you know the whole like consent without uh what is it governance without consent i understand that and stuff it's a long way to go but i don't yeah i feel like it's strengthened i've learned a whole lot more like so when i voted for gary johnson in 2016 i just kind of like wanted like you know it was the guns weed uh personal freedoms low taxes better regulations you know the gary johnson platform that just kind of sold me on it and then i just kind of like all right i'm gonna give it a break just because everything was trump this trump that trump and i just got so tired of hearing trump so i just kind of checked out until i moved up to roanoke and i decided to run for office and i just yeah deciding to run as a libertarian was the best thing i could have done honestly i it was the best thing i could have done and i i thank you so much for being such a good uh uh, I forget what you are, chair of LPV, of uh, not, uh, RVL. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, do you think any of your ideas, I know you, you one of the candidates was taking ideas from you, which was, I, I get, but do you think any of the ideas that you put up will be enacted by city council? I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a bit fiery, I guess. Uh, Probably not, and just out of sheer uh, distaste for me, just because of me calling them out a couple of times. Uh, maybe they probably won't. Just uh, the three candidates that won don't really. This is gonna make me sound like such a douche. I'm so sorry, um, but I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. it is what it is. I I feel like the candidates that ran ran to run and didn't really run to do anything. If that makes any sense no it, it, like does that make sense like they ran to run they didn't really run to do anything like they just kind of like chose keywords and key like and they're just like we're just gonna you know throw s at the wall and see what sticks you know and i yeah i it's just gonna be the same old same old that we've seen for the past 20 years of city council and it's it is what it is hopefully 2022 is going to be a really fun run, but I'm focusing right now on 21 and getting that run ready to go. And then, but my main focus is 2022 and I want to have a full slate of uh, so 2022 is the next city council. Absolutely. Yes. Right. 
so yeah, one thing that what you were saying about those that run just to run, and I tell you is, I, I believe sometimes they don't want to tell their constituents and they don't want to tell the people that are voting for them. They're not telling them the truth. So sometimes they don't want to take a hard stance. So what they'll do yeah. is they'll, they'll, they will blatantly be the Pied Piper and lead them over a cliff knowing what they're leading them to is not sustainable. You know, if it's, yeah. you know, if it's, uh, hey, let's just write off your student loans. Hey, let's just give this and that. You can't give away free stuff. Someone's going to pay for it and see they don't tell them the rest of it. Absolutely. Be, I think if, I would rather see my leader tell me something that I don't want to hear, but it's the truth instead of just telling me what I want to hear. And then they do completely. Because if you look at the Republican Party, the way that they've led, if you read what they talk about, you're like, okay, I, I'm, you know, uh, limited government, you know, your freedom. So we're going to back the people, the individual. And then if you watch how they've led, it's been completely uh, backwards. Yeah. So I've, uh, Republicans are only Republicans during an election year. Then right. they're Democrats. That's just how it works. They're, they're just, it's just a different flavor of Democrat, but they're the same. I'm telling you, it, it just, it, it's the truth. Republicans talk about limited government and everything you just said during an election year. But then when it comes time to brass tacks to like, to like uh, put the pen to the paper and get to work, they're Democrats. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, you, you know, the thing is, if you look at those that have ran uh, and did what they were saying, look, look, we'll just use Justin Amash, who's now a libertarian. And I'm not saying he's the greatest uh, elected official out there by any stretch, but he's done a lot of things. What he said, he was going to stand by the Constitution. And, stuff, and then they attack him. You know, they run yep. him off. Um, so uh, Rand yeah. Paul had the same thing, and I have issues with Rand Paul too. You know, just like I have anybody. So is Rand Paul the father? Ron, the Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Ron Paul is yes. Rand Paul. Yeah, Ron. Rand Paul. I don't. I do not listen. Rand Paul is. Uh, is I he, he's a joke. I'm so sorry. I Rand Paul is an absolute joke of a politician. Just. My, my honest opinion. Well, he has his moments. I, I don't sit there. I'm not by any stretch. Listen, I'm not going to put a bumper sticker on my car for him. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like, I, uh, but I can find a lot of things. Like, look, I liked what, uh, when Obama talked to Iran. Hey, I want my elected, my president to go talk to people that, who hate us. I don't absolutely. care. I don't care if we're sitting down breaking bread. All I care about is us not dropping bombs on people and putting people in harm's way you know absolutely if donald trump wants to shake hands with um kim jong-un go for it man i, I don't absolutely but i would rather yeah. that happen we'll get because the only way like yeah so moving i i guess uh this is a little off topic but that's a really important thing i feel is like the best way for you to change a country that's like for example cuba north korea is to just give them pieces of our culture, give them the internet, give them iPhones, give them Samsung Galaxies, give them LG phones, give them YouTube and watch how in 20 years, those countries don't even look like what they look like right now. Right. It, 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 it's just how it works. Like I, I uh, problem is the internet there is run by the government. They censor uh, everything. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 
guess Public that yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, but I, they can censor Tesla satellites. <laughs> so, final thing going forward, how do you want to see the Libertarian Party grow? What 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 would be some things that you would like to see that they do, or have you citywide? We'll go with the city because that's where we need to. Absolutely, we need it statewide. But if you can grow the city, you're going to be growing the state. You're going to grow mm-hmm. the national. So how citywide? How do you want to see the party grow? What so you- I'd like to see us uh, similar to what the Lynchburg. I want to see us doing, uh, but instead of bi-yearly, maybe a quarterly, like every three months type thing, a litter pickup. Oh yes. Or uh, uh, I've I've contacted several times already. Feeding Southwest Virginia, they haven't gotten back to me. Uh, I want to work with a local nonprofit that helps uh, specifically feeding, and maybe do like a monthly or a every other month type thing where we do like a fundraiser. Hopefully, after we're I don't know what stage we're in right now with a shutdown. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, hopefully next year it'll be easier to do that, like a hot chocolate contest, chili contest. Just really get us out there and get people talking and like just seeing that like we're not just a political party we're here to like we're we're here to exemplify volunteer i can never say this word voluntarianism 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 yes volunteerism yes that you know i want us to exemplify that i don't want us to just talk about it i want to lead the way it's uh, it used to be a saying in marching band when i was in high school lead the way in what and this is what we're going to lead the way in Indeed. So my question would be, what's next for Caesar? Oh, uh, January 1st, uh, well, January 2nd or whatever. I don't forgot what day we decided on. I'm ready for House of Delegates, y'all. Well, I want to wait to see what the redistrict, we are getting redistricted. And I live about 15 blocks from downtown. I'm positive I'm going to stay in the city. I just want to see what the redistricting looks like. just in case they do some crazy stuff where they just like gerrymander the heck out of Roanoke City and just like cut me out. And then like, I don't want to collect signatures on January 2nd and then they not work on January 31st or whatever day the redistricting committee meets. Um, but yeah, no, I'm running for House of Delegates. Uh, getting rid of Dylan's rule. Uh, so right now we're at a Dylan's rule system where everything a city wants to do, they have to ask permission from the state government to do move away from that, move over to a home rule, uh, help lower the regulations. I want to ensure that the marijuana legalization includes home growing with no limits. There should be no reason why an arbitrary six plants makes any sense in a house. What's the difference between six and eight? What's the difference between four and nine? There's really no difference in plants, you know? Uh, make sure that the marijuana leg- cannabis uh, legislation goes through with uh, and then uh, red flag laws specifically getting rid of those. Well, Boy, that's a good, I'll tell you something good. right now. Uh, with the when it comes to marijuana legalization, and is that the proper or is it cannabis? What is there one that marijuana is? Uh, I don't like using marijuana because it's uh, sub, I, I don't know the exact. It's a sec, it's a like racist term or whatever. It's used because like cannabis is the proper scientific name for it, so people use cannabis just because like marijuana is like loaded word, I guess. Well, I don't, so say, I, yeah. I don't want to say marijuana is a racist term by any stretch because I think a lot of people use it, but I just want to make sure that... Absolutely, yeah, but, like, there's people that say, like, like, in our, like, we'll say Native American, but they don't really like being called that, so, like, you would say Native now or Indigenous, kind of like that thing, like, right. words are evolving now. <laughs> it's, it's an ever-changing world with words. Um, but 
I, do you feel that it's a Trojan horse? I think it's their. What do you mean? They've got like you're, they're making everybody excited that they're legalizing marijuana, right? And this is Virginia. Right. Just all I'm saying is make sure. Like I like Larry Sharp when he said that marijuana should be treated like you do onions and tomatoes on a farm and lettuce. Farm. Absolutely. Because everyone wants to tax all they all I ever hear is oh let's tax it and we can give it to all the children and all this and that. And what, what happens is it turns it into a black market and we're back to square one because all I think about is uh, Eric Gardner up in New York City, he's selling loose, selling loose cigarettes. cigarettes. Absolutely. And, you know, I know there's other issues probably surrounding it, but uh, I do know that, what is it? A pack of smokes is $22 for the cheap brand. That's insane. And then when you have the, when you- You're talking it, New York or New England? <laughs> that's New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, like nineteen, twenty dollars. Yeah, and it, or anywhere up in New, the New England area is expensive. Jersey, yeah, yeah. Jersey, PA, and New York, really expensive. Right. Yeah. So and, yeah. I, I do think it is a Trojan horse. Um, I, I don't really. So it's what? listen. Everything's about compromise. So like right now, the House is controlled by Democrats. You've got to like. So supposing we have a uh, hundred seats in the House of Delegates, right? Assuming we have thirty libertarians running, and assuming out of those thirty, we get lucky and we get five elected, right? We have five elected libertarians in uh, a dem because the Republicans are not going to win. They're not going to win a majority in Virginia, at least not anymore. Um, we would have to. We would advocate for everything we can, but we can't be like. Everything is baby steps. Just like if I would have won my seat on city council, I can't be this guy yelling about the same thing over and over again. Like, uh, we're going to be a second amendment sanctuary. We're going to be a second amendment sanctuary. We're going to be a second amendment sanctuary. And then I waste all my capital on that. And then I can't get anything else done because everyone's like, this guy is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. everything I, is baby steps. So like, if they're going to legalize it, do it. Great. Taxes are high. Awesome. So let's run on lowering taxes. Let's run on lowering the regulations. It's just, we got to start somewhere. And we got to start releasing people from prison. Like, I'm tired of, like, I'd rather spend that money on our schools than I'd rather spend them on feeding and housing people and clothing people and giving them free health care in prison because they like to smoke weed. It's outrageous to me. Um, totally agreement. With I'm, a, I'm, I'm at 100% agreement. And it's funny, you know, I agree 100% with Caesar. Now we're both running for House of Delegates, and it's good that we have two people that are probably going to be right next to each other that can cross that path and spread the same message. That's extremely important in a libertarian message is spreading the message in a similar fashion. So, absolutely. All right, Caesar, we're hitting at that time, and uh, so I want to thank you for just jumping on with us. So we're going to be able to release this. And uh, at some point, if you ever want to come over and actually get onto the microphone here in the house, that's all cool. Um, so uh, once again, thank you for running, and thank absolutely, you thank you. One. And I'm uh, looking forward to working with you in uh, 2021. All right. All right. Yes, absolutely. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. -bye. See you later. See you later. All right, Dean. That was it. Sorry, I, sorry, I I I, uh, I uh, jumped out there. So I just said that's it for today. Thank yep. you for coming on with me. And uh, for anyone that watched this, please click the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so whenever we put up a video. 
and smash that like button. Yeah, smash the like button and uh, share the video if you don't mind. So until next time, I'm Brian. And I'm Dean. And we will see you later. Thanks for listening to Maximum Libertarian. I want to thank our guest, Cesar Alberto. I want to thank Dean for coming in and uh, joining us too. Um, so please click the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, like and share this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you want to follow us on Twitter, please go to at WeAreMaxLib. Everything that we've talked about is down in the links below in the description. So uh, until next time, my friends, stay free.